This is Alan Brody, supporter of Everton Football Club, reminding you that Arsenal sucks, Liverpool are a bunch of gobshite cucks, and Villa, well, Villa fucks. You're listening to the Drunken United Football Show. I mean, they are losers of four in a row, so (laughs) maybe fucking's the only thing they do well, Mr. Graham. Could be. Absolutely could be. Because winning football games, no so good right now. Now, you know what I heard the announcer say, too? Mm -hmm. Matthew Cash. It felt made me feel dirty. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, A.A., the fucking Gooner Graham. Snuggle my lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, A. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. She knows she's going to get yelled at for that one. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me with the poofiest of hair, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty fucking good. Yeah, very excited for this one. This We're breaking is, into the top five today. Yeah, and, and fuck, the weekend's action was really fucking good, too, yes. man. There was so, some decent football played this weekend. Well, I wouldn't so much call Everton Manchester United decent. <laughs> no, not that one. It was entertaining as fuck, though. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Yeah. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us there is many ways that you can sam tell the good people how they get in touch surely it is very simple actually do you football show at gmail.com um to get in touch via email or at do you football show on all of your social medias fabulous yes uh um saw a couple new reviews please keep doing that please keep sharing uh, obviously if you want to see the process live we do a live recording every monday night we're on youtube and um a few of you are here now welcome thank you not on twitch yet because i still haven't given her the password because i don't know what the fuck it is <laughs> sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded americans we are we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show as you already alluded mr graham we are cracking the top five. Yes, number five today uh, in your Whiskey Advocates top 20 of 2021, uh, which I'm getting a lot better at saying finally. Only took me 15 bottles of fucking whiskey to do it. Uh, <laughs> One would say after 15 <laughs> bottles of whiskey, you should be saying it worse. Uh, this is the George Dickel eight-year-old. Um, it is 90 proof. Should run you around 33 bucks on the shelf, although it is not available in Maryland. Uh, we had to get this from a friend of ours that traveled. Key thing, uh, bourbon, not a Tennessee whiskey from Dar- George Correct. Dickel. Yep. Um, and again, with the list, it's you like can always... It in, in the microphone. You can always expect it to be a little bit more than the suggested retail price. Um, the lovely people at the Whiskey Advocate rated it a 93. Uh, and your blurb this week comes from Mr. Ted Simmons. Nicole Austin hasn't rested on her laurels since George Dickel bottled and bond one whiskey of the year in 2019. Continuing to create an affordable whiskey at Cascade Hollow Distillery, this is notably a bourbon rather than a Tennessee whiskey. Though the criteria for the two styles mostly overlap, the nose is nutty and well-spiced with caramel corn, toasted pecans, cinnamon graham crackers, 
cherry tart, and butterscotch candies. There is a friendliness to the palate that makes it ideal for outdoor imbibing with notes of spearmint, mixed berries, nougat, and honey. Now, we all know Mm -hmm. Twix is the only candy bar with the cookie crunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there was a big war about that one. (laughs) Anytime I hear the word nougat, it takes me right back to George Costanza in that fucking... Mm -hmm car dealership and the Twix candy lineup. Yep. Uh, brilliant. Uh, and honey, Big Spice, uh, the finish, uh, Big Spice on the finish, excuse me, uh, makes this a memorable sip. So I have tried a little bit during sound check, but I want to revisit it quickly and tell you what I think. What do you think? Uh, well, first off, uh, right off the jump, I said, let's do this neat because it's a very soft bourbon. Um, there's not a ton of heat to it, even though it is a standard 90 proof. The major difference, real quick, for those of you who don't know, between Tennessee whiskey and uh, bourbon. Tennessee whiskey follows all the same laws as bourbon. They're a minimum of 51% corn. They're distilled twice, not distilled over 160 proof, aged in brand new American white oak. These are all things that are done with bourbon. Yes. But then they do the Lincoln County process, which is mellowing the whiskey through charcoal maple, right? So you take sugar maple, burn it down, and then you drip the distillate through it. It adds a little bit of a sweetness to it. Hence why Jack Daniels is sweeter than most bourbons because it's not a bourbon. It's a Tennessee whiskey because of that specific process. So it's interesting to see someone, you know, doing, you know, there is bourbon made in Tennessee, but Mm -hmm. most of Tennessee prides itself on making Tennessee whiskey. Right. Um, this is this is a great, great, great little bourbon. Um, I think it's definitely deserving of the top five. Um, what I like about it, it's the simplicity in it. This is just a really good fucking bourbon. Yeah, it's delicious. I, I like it a lot. Not wrong about outside. I could drink this on a 95 humid yeah. as fuck day that we're going to have during the summer. I could drink a glass of this with my beer. Problem Easily. is that's all we have and we can't get any more. Yeah, yeah but that's <laughs> the problem. It's not available in this market. If right. it was, we'd get more. We were lucky enough uh, that a friend of ours had a bottle he brought back from Tennessee and was willing to part with it. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, very nice of him. Yes, very kind of him. Uh, what did you think, Sam? What do you think of the whiskey? So I, I completely agree with you. It is a bit, uh, bit sweeter up front. Um, butterscotch for me kind of stands through and you do get a touch of that spice. I, I wonder what the mash bill is here. Um, if there's a little higher of a rye content than, than is typical, mm-hmm. um, they just don't mention it. Uh, but I did get a, a peppery spice on the on the finish. Um, it didn't last as long as I thought it would uh, for keep, its age. I, I'll it give you that, yeah. lacks for me in that department. I kind of want it to linger a little bit longer on the palate, but um, it's delicious nonetheless. It's very, very good. Mm. But if I, I, I was so, let's face it, like the old fits and the master's keep, better bourbons than this yeah of course they are but then if you do it compared to price that that leans well that's that it for, oh yeah for right. an msrp of 33 bucks that's fucking fantastic you can't beat that yeah like, no nah, i mean what's that this is a 26 dollar wholesale yeah right I mean, around there that is a fantastic yeah. bottle of whiskey for a, that price point and that's something that um i appreciate that the whiskey advocate does and that regards as they also take a look and go okay well let's also talk price point and what is it price per pound versus just right. you know hey i can let this whiskey sit for 12 years well there's going to be a big difference yeah you know 100 percent. um the uh the one uh other thing i wanted to mention is you did mention the master distiller and how she had already won a whiskey of the year with the uh bottle and bond that was the first year we actually decided did to the review list, yep 
review the list and it was good but I gotta say on that list I think the Doers 21 which came in second yeah. place was far superior probably better yeah I'm, um, I'm with you there I don't I don't think it was bad I enjoyed it and I'm glad we got it I'm glad it you know it was fun to see it be number one but at the end of the day I I, I, I don't for, agree that that was the number one me, whiskey that year bottle and bond I mean to to kind of dumb it down is is sort of the first designation of quote unquote craft, um, because there is extra oversight, there are extra standards to hit, like a minimum of four years old, blah 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 blah, hundred proof. I call it USDA choice, yeah, exactly. Versus USDA prime, like the okay, here's a standard. This is where it is, right? So, no one's bottled and bond ever really knocks your socks off or blows me away. Yeah, other really. than but other than the McKenna, which you can't get your hands on a bottle it's of McKenna. Normally affordable. And you know it's at least decent, yeah. At the minimum, yeah. So it's a, a good thing to have, but it just—I don't know that it could have been whiskey of the year for me. I mean, maybe on the list, but mm. yeah, I'm—I kind of tend to agree with you there. I uh, and uh, if you ever hear us use the term bib, that's what we mean. Bottle, bottle and bond. bond. We'll call them yep. bibs or bibbers. Like that's typically what we're talking about. Yep. Oh, but uh, I'm glad we're getting into the top five, and uh, this whiskey's bloody fucking lovely. Yeah, I really do delightful. like it. All right, what else we got to do, Mr. Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly. Hey, hold on. How about this? You and I could do it across the table. That's the first time in this room we've ever cheers. Well, we did show. back in the no, the first couple of seasons we would, but it because we both stood up and like oh, yeah. leaned across the way to be able to do that and it was not very good. No. Not very good I at do, all. I, I'm starting to grow on me this table. I, yeah. I like it too. Most of the time, when two powerhouses face off, it can be rather tame. Not this time. It may have finished a draw, but on Sunday, Sammy, football won. Manchester City 2, Liverpool 2. What a fucking match. Yeah, there's loads of talking points. Oh, my God. Loads and loads of talking points. Tiago Alcantara probably could have been sent off mm-hmm. for a second yellow. Absolutely. Ederson probably should have just allowed him to score an own goal on himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> Honestly, probably should have kept out um, Mane's goal. Well, and it was also- it Mane's or the... No, it was Jota's goal. Yeah. I'm sorry. He probably should have kept it. He got a hand to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was Jota's goal he should have kept out. Um, but it and and stuff. I mean, both teams that what was it two? These matches are normally chess matches, right? It's normally like we're gonna fill each other out. No, five minutes it's one nothing. Twelve minutes it's one one. <laughs> Fuck you. No, we already we already know each other. We know what we're doing here. Let's fucking go. Was it was the, really crazy. Was it Project Restart or was it last season? Um, right before they broke for uh, <clears throat> the uh, knockout rounds of the Champions League, where or maybe it was the international break in March either way the first half was decent Mm -hmm. I think it ended 1-1 but the second half was atrocious like they just both teams just phoned it in they were just like yeah fuck it they went was that last season or the season before that I think it might have been the season before but you could tell both of these teams Liverpool have the quadruple on the cards and City have a treble left to play for oh and don't look now they play each other again in the, in the semifinals next of the FA Cup. Yeah, and <laughs> if it comes down to it, honestly, they'll probably get each other in the Champions League. That's so the... we could be getting this a few more times this season. It's going to be fucking amazing. Uh, to 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 harken it back to something local for us back when Maryland was in the ACC in 2001, not the year that Maryland won the national title in 2002, but in 2001, 
Maryland and Duke faced each other four times. They faced each other in the ACC final and they faced each other in the final four. And in that year, I mean, it was horrible for us as Maryland fans because that was the year of gone in 60 seconds at Maryland where they gave up a 10-point lead with less than a minute left in the game. They then lost in the ACC final, turned around and lost after a 20-point lead in the final four. It was just an absolute heartbreaker. But the bigger point was that was number one versus number two four times in one year. Yeah. And we're gonna get that here. Yeah, basically, we're gonna get that here. We're gonna if we're gonna, they could if they could do their jobs. Yeah, right in the Champions League and make it to the point in which they'll have to face each other. That would be the fifth time. I I don't root for uh, Liverpool to do well because I'm an Everton supporter and I hate Liverpool. We all want Liverpool Man City in the Champions League final, right? Yeah, we, absolutely. We, it's what we all want. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, there's, there's I'm even over there's Bayern. even like there's even Madrid fans are like, yeah, that'd probably be pretty great to see. I'm like, over Bayern. I don't care. Yeah, Real Madrid are annoying. You know, they don't deserve it after the Super League <clears throat> shit. You know that they continue to hark on. At least the ownership of Liverpool, <clears throat> of of City, of Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> the less said about Chelsea's ownership, <laughs> yeah. the better. But, uh, allegedly. <laughs> 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 but at least those owners have backed off a bit on that. The Real Madrid leadership uh, is is continuing to hark on it. Same with Juventus. I mean, they deserve everything they got fucking coming to them. And I hope somebody takes them out. Yeah, I again, I'm not a Liverpool fan. I actually want to see City-Liverpool in the Champions League final. Yeah. I really hope that's it. Now I want City to win. <laughs> right, yeah. You yeah. Know. But, uh, I don't. Yeah. And the only reason I don't is because... I mean, Liverpool are a historic club, blah, 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 blah. They have money from because of the ownership, but they had money prior to that. Right. City is new money. Well, and it's also... The it's, new money annoys me. It's the one thing you know they... That. It's the one thing they want. It's the one thing they haven't had gotten. So we're... In, and I know you, as storied as your club is, and as the amount of trophies you won, the one that's eluded you... It's a champion. It's a European trophy in general. And, and yeah. you've and you've been to finals. You've lost in finals. Yeah, we like, lost. Uh, was it two thousand? We lost the Europa League final, and mm-hmm. in two thousand six, we lost the Champions League final. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So those are. I mean, those are tough. Like those are like yeah. And and so I'm sure for you, you're like fuck City. I I just you'd probably give you a little. I mean, even when they lost last year to Chelsea, I chuckled. I was like, <laughs> still can't right. get that Champions League final, <laughs> yeah. can you now, sucker? Well, exactly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, one thing worth mentioning. I want to say it was a tale of two halves, but not really. I think the first half, you could really tell the rustiness of Liverpool, where we've been kind of talking about while they've won 10 in a row, it hasn't been pretty, right? They did not look good in the first half, and City was clearly the aggressor. Yeah, I mean, both both teams had a go at it, but um, Liverpool were like half a step off. Yeah. Was like, that pass was just a yard off of where it should have been. Yeah. You know, that kind of little stuff. And against somebody like city against that quality what are you gonna do you know i mean that that's that's how the first goal happened fabinho i think it was gave the ball away yeah. and kevin de bruyne snatched it up mm-hmm. and even though it was deflected it was a fantastic strike oh god yeah it was absolutely beautiful oh, and yeah. i love when a ball kisses off the inside of the post mm-hmm. goes across and hits the other one and it's, it's fantastic and then the second goal comes right um right at the end of the half which normally that can really demoralize a team exact opposite i don't know what jurgen said it might be something about you know doing something very uncomfortable to them (laughs) if they don't get their heads out of their asses (laughs) but they came out and within five minutes boom two two like and 
now I want to say then it was a Liverpool second half, but it really wasn't. After that point, it was both teams kind of throwing blows. So it was like, I don't feel like Liverpool was ever in control of the match, like where I felt like in the first half, like City could be doing more right, right now. Like City's putting it on them. But still at the end of the day, it was two teams that threw the jab and just kind of real nice and easy. But when they went for big punches, they normally connected. And it was just, it was yep. a fun, God. Well, I mean, Jesus's goal, the, the, the one you spoke about mm-hmm. just before halftime, is fucking brilliant. Yeah. How hard that skill is. Uh, I mean, Allison kind of put himself in a bad situation. Um, when Jesus made contact with the ball, Allison was kind of in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a fantastic bit of control to just lift it over. Allison so, cushioned it so perfectly. Uh, hit the underside of the cross. Just kind of graze the underside yep. of the crossbar. Yep. It was absolutely excellent. You can't, I almost, almost, you can't beat almost. that. And then the Mane goal. What the fucking pass from Salah? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's proper dick on the forehead stuff. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> like lay it right on your forehead. Bow. Yep. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say... Um, Jesus's goal was almost as brilliant as Ashley Young's goal. The only problem was Ashley Young's goal was in his own net. That's 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 a jab, producer Mel. That's a jab. Where they're now still at the same spot, separated by one point. Where do you think this leaves us, Sam? So it's difficult. Um, I was uh, listening to a bit of Talk Sport today, uh, the uh, uh, British National Talk Sports Radio Station, and they like. It's not really necessarily who's going to drop points, right? It's it's really hard. It's really hard to decipher because they're both so goddamn good. Yeah. So it's like, sorry, Russ. What do you? How do you? I don't think anybody can really take <clears throat> points off of them that either of them have left. You could say that that Liverpool have maybe a little bit of a tougher run in. Yeah. They do have um, Spurs, and Spurs are on fire right now. Yeah. So that's part of it, but. They have the ability to deal with that. They also still have a Northwest Derby with um with Manchester City. They still have the Merseyside Derby. They still have the Merseyside Derby with 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 Everton. And for them, it's also let's look at the way those games are lined up. They just played City. They play City in the FA Cup. Then they play United in the midweek. Oh, by, oh, and by the way, in between that, they have the second leg of their Champions, of their Champions League. League. Yeah. Then they play the FA Cup. Then they turn around the, on a Tuesday and play Manchester United in the Northwest Derby, which it's like a training match. B- <laughs> United United's a fucking joke right now, but it's still that Derby. And oh, as yeah, we say, Derbies mean nothing. And then then you have Everton, and it's like honestly, they could look past Everton. Because yeah. Everton's not been well, very also, good, right. but but then suddenly looking past Everton could find yourself at Anfield tying nil-nil, which is losing a point. Which would lose the season. <laughs> right, yeah. could which lose the you season. You would lose the title. And I would love it. <laughs> but the other thing besides that, too, is is what's the rotation going to look like Yeah, with, with those Champions League games? Because they're still fighting on that front. Now, that being said, again, they've won Champions Leagues and, and won some recently, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So... That's not as high necessarily on the radar as, as it is for Manchester City, in right. my opinion. So, uh, but both squads are deep enough to rotate right. as well and still deal with it, which is what you imagine Jurgen's going to do now. He did throw. Let's face it, he threw out his best starting eleven against City. He yeah. went, "I'm putting my best on the pitch." Period. Whereas yep. Pep did a little bit more of little that rotation. Tinkering. Yep, little tinkering. 
But it was great. it was wonderful to see that a game actually li- a game of this magnitude actually lived up to the billing. It was a great spectacle for for the Premier League. I will say this though that definitely benefits Liverpool in this regards. If one of the two teams is going to fuck off a game so far this season, the team that's done it has been City. Mm-hmm. A huge, I mean huge week for the bottom of the table, Sam. Here's the thing. We're throwing all the European action, which there's a lot of spots up for grabs for Europe. We're throwing that into Oso because the bottom of the table had a lot of shit going on. Big time. And it didn't even just change game by game. It changed minute by minute throughout this weekend as well, which was insane. Burnley 3, Everton 2. Everton 1, Manchester United 0, Norwich 2, Burnley 0, Leeds 3, Watford 0. Burnley just flat out willed their way to victory in the match in the midweek against uh, Everton. That's all it was. It was was sure will, we are going to win this game, and they found a way to win it because they weren't necessarily the better side. No, I mean, in my opinion, the entire game was just a load of draws. It was terrible. It was not, it was an, fucking attra- ugly it was game. not an attractive no. game to watch. It was exactly what you think of <laughs> at a home game in Burnley. How How is a five-goal match not attractive to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Burnley and Everton figured out a way to do that. And it, I almost had my own Alex Jones-style rant <laughs> after you received two penalty calls. Huh? <laughs> it's like, oh... Big soccer doesn't want Everton to go down. <laughs> Maybe Liverpool's trying to have Everton stay up because everybody knows what Batman would be without the Joker. Nothing. <laughs> Although the Daily Mail now does have um, a uh, what is it a, a story out there about apparently Everton losing too much money over um, over the COVID period. And then now there's talk of points deduction. For so, ne- yeah, but that wouldn't be assessed till next season. Oh, uh, God, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, also, um, that apparently other clubs could sue them, apparently, as well. Right, yeah, which is... Um, uh, that normally never no sense anywhere. to me at all. Yeah, that normally um, doesn't change anything. <clears throat> uh, the, the the first one, I, I can say that um, Anthony Gordon definitely likes to embellish a lot, but if you put your arm around a player and try to bring him into you and hug him from behind you know like that like i put my arm around your shoulder and pull you towards me thing mm-hmm. that normally is going to equal a penalty and that's unfortunately what happened well you would think that yeah and that's why there <laughs> was a, a penalty. lot of there's a lot of times it doesn't get called for everton aka brentford where literally rondon got undressed where they ripping <laughs> his shirt off of his body and Love um, tap. and then the second one um for myalinko he felt the contact and he went down and was it soft sure but under the guises of the way they're calling penalties right you looked at you they went to the var and there were two things you know they were gonna look at did lennon touch the ball no did lennon make contact with the player yes and that's one thing that var has agree with the rule or disagree with the rule 100 percent of the time if those two things happen, it's a penalty. Yeah. It, now, if you get similar. even if you even get the slightest touch of the ball, like Hugo Lloris against Richarlison earlier in the year, not a penalty. Right. It's must touch the ball if you touch the man, and if that does not happen, penalties getting called. So it's very similar, actually, to the one with Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. I think he was already going down 
and he left his leg out, you know, to get hit. It's mm-hmm. a perfectly legitimate penalty call. Mm-hmm. He sold it, you know, but it was real. But he he definitely did his part in making sure that it happened. Oh, of course. And it's it's very similar to that in my opinion, where <laughs> if he wanted to avoid the contact, he probably could have. But that's the last thing that we need to be throwing in to further complicate anything that VAR does is what was the intention of the player and could he gotten out of the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need that incorporated. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so by that definition, right, by that set of standards, yeah, it's a definite penalty, so, honestly. So halftime, half two goals from Richie, two one up. You think, here you go, right? You know what Sean Dyche, he later on in his post-presser told his boys at halftime? Something about just kicking in the back of the net. Everton does not know how to win on the road. We will win this game. Huh. It's exactly what he said to his team. So yeah, and of- he said that that quote directly in the post presser said, Everton does not know how to win on the road. I knew we could win this game. That's fine. And- it's probably the more tactical awareness than I thought ever would have come out of Sean Dyche's mouth. Yeah. Well, and then speaking of tactical awareness, um, not that I want to say he is God's gift to football. He is hurt every time he takes the pitch. In fact, thank you for your service on Saturday, which we'll get to in a minute. We'll see you in six months. We'll see you in six months. (laughs) But if you have a very bad defense that's leaking a lot of goals, normally the answer to that is a holding midfielder. Fabian Delph is healthy. What position does Fabian Delph play? Oh, pick me. Please. A holding midfielder. A holding midfielder holds the ball, doesn't lose it, passes, and protects the defense which is exactly what Everton needed, considering the guy who was the, quote, holding midfielder, Mason Holgate, a center back by trade, was on a yellow. Yep. Frank never made that sub. No. And he's on the bench. If he's on the bench, he's fucking healthy. Yep. Because if he's not healthy, why is he on the bench? Agreed. And you looked at John Joe Ketty, who got worked for the second goal. Yes, he did. Worked. And who else is on the bench? Seamus Coleman. Coleman. Yep. How do you not make those subs? Like, and then subsequently for the United match, those two played made all the fucking difference. Yeah, absolutely. So they were fantastic, Everton. The game itself wasn't particularly pretty again. Oh, we're talking. We're moving on to that. Then let me do my I shot thought, real quick. I thought that was your. It was. It was I'm a sorry. bit of a transition, but I do want to uh, go ahead and throw back a shot yeah, real quick. You have to do that, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, don't worry, both of you do too. I know. Sad, <laughs> sad day. Beat United and pissed off Ronaldo. I don't give a shit. I'll do a shot on my lord. There he goes. All right. Oh God, <laughs> fuck! And you drank a lot of that this season. <laughs> More than I, ooh, ah, ooh. Uh, for those of you who do not know, um, Malort is uh, considered the world's worst alcohol, yes. and as I fondly like to refer to it, it's as if earwax threw up. Proudly distilled in Chicago, it is their challenge shot there. Yeah. All right, All right up there, Jepson's Malort. Yep. Um, yep, you're right. Go ahead. Not a pretty match at all. No, um, but Everton were on the front foot pretty much the entire time. Um, from what was it? The the stat that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. The tw- 12th minute, Manchester United had taken their second shot. Their third shot? Didn't come to the 80th. Fucking pitiful. Well, third shot on target that Pickford yeah, yeah. had to save. And also, Pickford had to be big. He had those first two saves were 
monster. Well, the one was a header from Ronaldo was mm-hmm. fantastic. He got down very, very well to yeah. smother that. Uh, w- was was pretty brilliant. It was a strange game. It was like both teams went through stretches where it was basically like most people in high school. They were big dick on campus for about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they went through about 20 minutes of feeling no confidence whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Then they went back to being big dick on campus. And then they went back to having no confidence again. Brilliant. It was really strange. You did what you had to do. You needed to get it done, and you got it done, and that's all that really matters. And then you got the help, of course, from uh, <clears throat> later on from Norwich, which yeah. we'll talk about shortly. So it's um, the the thing that was very interesting in that match was again you you applied having a holding midfielder when you have a center back pairing that's having a hard time keeping teams out of the net. You throw a defensive minded guy in front of them. Yeah, and it, it it's crazy because he was. In my opinion, the man of the match, but it's not because he did anything other than his job. Like right. he just did his job and he did it very well. And and then on the other side, like Seamus Coleman was fantastic. Yep. And I know he'd been sick and we had been missing, but you know, it, you can tell when the pieces are missing, you know, and in that yeah, Burnley sure. match, that Burnley match, you wonder if, you know, Allen from suspension, Michael Keane from suspension. If they're on the pitch, does that game get capitulated or do they hold on to it? But you also, for Everton, and I, and I said this uh, with people on Twitter, you can't look back at what should have been and you can't really, no, absolutely not. and you really can't overly relish this moment. Now you just need to worry about the our, next game. Our next match is Leicester. Right. You need to we, worry about the next game. We have a four and six point. Four, six, and seven point uh, lead, respectively, over 18th, 19th, and 20th. Yep. What you need now to worry about is that lead. Mm-hmm. Is as long as you keep it at four, six, and seven the rest of the season, guess what happens? Don't go down. You stay up. Yeah. Exactly. Now, 71 funny, years was your last relegation. Funny, uh, Sean Dyche talked about uh, being really shitty on the road and that uh, Everton couldn't win on the road. Because he forgot he's only won one game on the road himself as they went to Norwich this week. Yeah. They kind of um, suck on the road, too. Yeah. And someone said, I think it was Ralph Regnick after y'all's game, said that if you, if you can't score against a team that shipped three goals to Burnley, you don't deserve to win. <laughs> Just said it, like, in a press conference. It's like, it's not untrue, but it's definitely a dig. Like, oh, it's definitely a dig. You shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It was very funny. Still beat you. Right, yeah, no shit. Um, but it, this one was it was actually a decent game from Norwich. Wonder if this is their obligatory win towards the end of the season before they inevitably crash down back into the championship. This is this is the on our way out the door. Let's get one more. This is the we're in front of our home fans. Let's let's show yeah. them something. I I watched the whole match because obviously I have very content, very specific interest in this outcome of this of game. Course. So I watched the whole thing and. Yeah, it was very much. Well, they actually had desire for a change. They actually looked like they wanted it. I it's here's what you have to remember about bad teams, right? So when you're talking about Burnley and Everton trying to get out of the bottom and trying to survive, if you get punched in the face, all that will goes away very quickly. And that's exactly what happened there. It's, you know, by the end of the first half, Burnley had a few chances, but then going into the second half, it was it was, all back, Norwich. it was back to Norwich again. Yeah, yeah it was all Norwich. Uh, Norwich Lisa, had it the whole way. Lise Malou and um, 
uh, Timu Puki with the goals. Mm-hmm. But you, but the last thing I wrote down here on, on, on my notes for this one is, and this is where Burnley fans are probably going to be feel a, a bit hard done, or, or well, not hard done because they they lost the game and deservedly so, but annoyed. Let's say, um, where this win did more to damage Burnley than it did to help Norwich. Yeah. So it's just like it's just really <clears throat> annoying that nothing's actually going to come from them winning this game. But it probably Norwich is now seven points, right? But it makes to, to relegation as opposed to ten. It makes right, but it makes Burnley that much more difficult of a of a hill to climb. Agree uh, in their in their bid to stay up. So, just one of those things. But all in all, I thought it was a decent game from two teams that I didn't really want to watch. Yeah, I know that you had an interest in it, an active interest in yeah. it. So that was the um, word I was looking for. Thank you. What I didn't say active earlier, and I was trying to find my words. So. Well done. No problem. Two minds. Think alike. <laughs> Been doing this for four years, kid. We know what we're doing, right? <laughs> Professional. Professional. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Leeds and Watford, uh, I think we've all forgotten. Leeds is still in the relegation battle. You know, now they're starting to sneak away from it. But to this game was very important for them. And if they didn't win it, they would have been drug right back into it because... Games in the hand are, you know, points on the board are better than games in hand. Games but, in the hand are worth two in a bush. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but points on the board are more important than games in hand. But still, if Everton wins their games in hand, suddenly Leeds is in 17th place, oh, yeah, not I mean, Everton. You would have had, exactly. They, they would have been on 30 had they lost this game, right? They would have been on 30 points. You would have been on, 30, on 28, as you were, if everything played out the exact same. But you have two games in hand on them. Yeah. Exactly. So, which you could still overtake them should you win your games in hand. And it's it's Watford and Leicester, and Leicester's at home. Like, those are winnable matches. They are. Absolutely. Winnable matches. Uh, not if Casper Schmeichel's in the form that he was uh, in the Jesus, boy, did he have himself Played a game. Very fucking well. Oh, but that's yeah, that's so the last I'm, thing we're going to talk about, that one. Now, I think now, with them having a nine-point lead on Burnley, now, again, Burnley also still have two games in hand on Leeds. So, Leeds aren't out of the woods yet, but they're doing enough, I think, that they'll... That they'll be able to well, and to this st- was a con- steer clear of convincing it. win for them. I'm really happy that a lot of the Ted Lasso shit has kind of calmed down now that he's installed and now he's got yeah. a few wins under his belt. Yeah, they look to be in a bit better form, and uh, they can stop. You know, right? Stop being racist. Shut, shut, shut up. He's <laughs> he's a professional coach that knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, and and apparently was someone that Leeds had been talking to weeks prior to oh yeah Marcella and. Uh-huh. And Marcelo apparently was involved in that as well. Like, yeah, who's had earmarked him as somebody that would take over. Right, so shut up, everybody. Seriously, just fucking stop it. That also speaks to how much of a fucking pervert Marcelo Bielsa is. Oh, yeah. For soccer, just oh, in general. Who's, who's going to replace me? Let yeah. me pick. Oh, <laughs> let me pick the guy that's going to replace me. That would just but the suck. Fact that he the fact that he was involved in it, just like, yeah. I, I, I feel like, they would have called him in for like showdown talks and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then Marcelo walks in and be like, "Yeah, no, I know it's it's been bad. Here's a list of 15 people Sam, that I think could do Sam, a job." Close your eyes and paint this picture in your head. All right. One of Marsh's Marsh's uh, interviews has to be in the dark <laughs> on the physio table. Naked. Bielsa balls ass naked, <laughs> giving him the interview. Yes. 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 With the translator standing there. In the veins, right? Put it right on in, veins. In the veins. In yes. the veins. 
but but insisting that you must keep eye contact in the dark while speaking to me. <laughs> if you let your eyes trail off to the balls, that's oh, that's no, a uh, mark oh, against uh, you. Oh. And he has to sit on a bucket while <laughs> while he's on the while uh, is on the physio table. But here is uh, we were talking about fun stats. Here is a fun stat for Watford. Okay, Watford has not scored a goal outside of the box, the eighteen yard box, in three fucking years, Sam. <laughs> in three fucking years, they haven't scored a goal. That means free kicks. Nothing. The only free kicks they score are penalties. <laughs> they or, or, they're, free... or they're lifted into somebody into, to head home. Out of header. Yeah. yeah. But no, no. No, no. That's pitiful. Three that's a, that's a years. Pretty, that's a pretty damning stat, to be um, completely honest. Also, again, Watford losing at home. Watford is the worst home. Like, so Everton and Burnley really suck on the road. But... Watford's worse at home than you all suck on the road. Everton gets to play Watford at Watford. I'm kind of like, I kind of fancy my chances in this one because Watford can't do shit at home. Yeah, exactly. Now, I was one of the things I wanted to say about Liverpool City, I think I remembered the stat. Mm -hmm. Liverpool scoring almost every game, but have dropped points more often than City have, obviously, which is why they're behind them. But City have failed to score on like four occasions. So more times than Liverpool has failed to score. Right. They've done that more times than Liverpool have. And it's like four or five. Ah. So which which is going to give in those last few weeks? That's kind of like this Watford situation. Yeah. And you're a, you know, poor away form. They're so bad at home. Which one's going to give? Right. Or is it just going to be like a nil-nil fucking nuke the place because nobody should ever have to see that shit ever again? Well, that's a Roy. That would be a, a Roy Boy match of the ages, right there. A fucking owl. That would. I can't def- wait for him to retire. <laughs> Roy looks like a fucking owl. All right. Final question for this segment of the five teams. We're still going to include Leeds in this. I think I personally feel they've done enough to get themselves out of it. Where do we think Leeds, Everton, Burnley, Watford, and Norwich end up? I think the three that are in there now are the three that are going down. Tend to agree, and I, I even think, and I, I will, I will knock on this new wood table and mm-hmm. break it in its christen its luck giving capability, because um, that could very quickly change. Yeah, as oh, well. Yeah. So that's I mean, and your run in is not great. No, no, very tough run in. The only yeah. thing that I give uh, Everton the the one thing they got going for them is a lot of those games. Like it's Chelsea at home, could get a point in that one. You can do that, you know. Uh, uh, Lester at home. That's I had a, a lot more confidence in that <clears throat> before this weekend. <laughs> yeah, oh, true. <laughs> Lester, home, that's a winnable game. Um, um, uh, Brentford, home, winnable game. Palace, home, winnable game. You're starting to get those teams where they're going to start to switch yeah, off to Dubai, Dubai time. time. Yep. And both Palace and Watford, those the last for Everton, here's what it's really going to come down to. The last two weeks of the season – they play midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, and it's going to be the Watford on the road, Brentford at home, Palace at home, and then against Arsenal at at the Emirates. Mm-hmm. And I'm for me, what I'm hoping for is just, by that that's point, a winnable game now too. Is is by <laughs> that point, yeah, no shit. By that point, it won't matter anymore. Right, and that's the hope. And Leicester especially still vying for the McRib Trophy, so there's a chance. You know that they could look past you all. 
rounding out the rest of the league. And oh, so that happened. Newcastle won, Wolverhampton nil. Brighton two, Arsenal one. Chelsea six, Southampton nil. Tottenham four, Aston Villa nil. Brentford two, West Ham nil. Leicester City two, Crystal Palace one. This should be uh, more like called the, uh, oh, so nobody wants to play in Europe except for Chelsea and Spurs, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, annoying. You know what? For l- less for Wolves here, but more talked about Newcastle. Losers are three straight. This is exactly the game they needed because I think everything's been so focused on get out of the bottom, get out of the bottom, get out of the bottom. And they finally did that. I think they've just kind of gone, okay, all right, we're we're, we're safe now. And, you know, you lose three in a row. And if they would have lost this one, that would have been four in a row. And then suddenly next thing you know, you're sliding right back down the fucking table. You're probably safe, but you certainly, with the investment of the club, the change in manager and everything, you don't want to find yourself at the end of the season going in 17th place going, well, thank God we had that run in February (laughs) that kept us out. You know what? I think that what they did in January is they weakened those around them with some of the people they picked up. They, they made smart signings. They didn't try to overdo it too quickly. Um, which was very smart business. In my opinion, uh, Bruno Guimaraes, has done pretty well mm-hmm. since coming in. He's starting to bet in a little bit better. Um, Joe Willick obviously was injured at the weekend, but he's, he's done very well, did very well on loan before that, obviously. But taking Chris Wood out of Burnley's setup, masterclass. Yeah. He was their only goal scorer, really. Right. And then, now he hasn't done much for you, but, <clears throat> you know, here, won you this game. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I, and and couple that with the fact that you haven't had Callum Wilson because he's been hurt. Because he's been injured. So you needed a point man. You went out and you got a point man, and you happened to take a point man away from a guy who was a direct competitor. Exactly. It, it, it's a, a masterstroke uh, from them. Now, we'll see. Again, they've. I, in my opinion, we've said both of this have said uh, both of us have said this. this is a difficult sentence to say more than it should have been. Words are hard. I know. Words are hard. Um. I was going to make, make fun of you for your math earlier, too. You're like, if they lost this game, it would have been four in a row. Eh, that's how numbers work. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I couldn't if, talk. If your hair wasn't so poofy, maybe you'd be able to speak better. Eh, could be. The um, But what I was to say, I, I, think they're, I think they're safe now. I think this summer we're going to see possibly a little bit of that banter club sneak back in. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see some outrageous bids for people. We're going to see some wild-ass shit. It's not, and I think they're going to start next season kind of poorly. I'm going to call it now. Yeah, I think they're going to start next season kind of poorly, and it's not going to be the rosy thing that everyone thinks it is because these people will not bet in, and these egos are going to clash a bit. Um, and I think it's it's going to be strange. Yeah. I think it, it's a it's going to be a weird transition period. It'd be a lot like what happened with City, where they had Mark Hughes as the head coach when they first mm-hmm. got all that money coaching Rubinho yeah which makes no sense you know just one of those kind of weird in transition things that's just not gonna fit for a little while I think well but so far this January they did exactly the business they needed to do to get out of the trouble they were in pull an Everton and buy all the number 10s in the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) something like that exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's just fucking weird um for Wolves good news 
Everybody else fucking lost. Yeah. At least around you, everybody else lost. So you're still in the hunt for the McRib uh, trophy. Yep. And you're still kind of in Europa, but probably more like the Conference League is we what We may it looks have like. to change the name of that. Why? Well, because the McRib's only available ever so often. This tournament looks like it's here to stay. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> the beauty of why I call it, since you've called it the McRib, you're the one who coined the phrase, and I've uh, kind of continued with it. I was thinking about it today, is that every year the McRib comes out. You go, hmm. I'm going to have fancy me a McRib. I'm going to have me a McRib. Then, then, you, then you get about a halfway through and you go, why I, do I keep doing this? I don't need this. That's and, you, and you wrap did. it up and throw it away. That's what Spurs did this exactly. season. And we got COVID. Can't reschedule it. Fuck it. Just kick us out of the tournament. So we <laughs> know teams that are in Europa. We know teams that are in the Champions League. You have any idea who's left of the fucking McRib Cup right now? I think Leicester are playing like Roma or somebody. I just, again, it's the McRib trophy. You kind of, you fancy it for a minute, and then you take a couple of bites and go, uh, uh, I'm not so sure about this. Uh, not for me. That's like when Jose Mourinho's Roma ended up in like Bodo Glimp or wherever up in like northern Denmark. It's like in the Arctic Circle. Um, <laughs> Fuck that. Second calf in a row for you guys. Normally, you you've been rebounding. What like? So Brighton's been a bit of a bookie team for us has, anyway. The last couple of years, which I don't, I, I find very hold, hold on. Arson made a did a team talk and said, "All right, boys, this is where we normally you know fuck everything off. So this is what I need you to do. Like, I'm going to pull some treats out of my pockets for uh -huh. all of you youngins, and then you all go fucking off." Okay. Yeah, why would Arson Wenger do that to us? Because that's how he rolls. But Arsene Wenger's not our coach anymore. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. He came back to oh, make he sure. Just came back to do yeah, that. Yeah, just, just to have that team talk. I gotcha. Um, it, it looked like, honestly, both teams uh, were scared to make a mistake in the opening bit. Yeah. Um, some pretty bad football uh, started the game off. Uh, everyone looked kind of tentative. Um, but Brighton did well. I mean, that, that you can't really – they beat the offside trap. They – they did everything they had to do. I mean, they were they were good to go. I'm really actually annoyed, more annoyed by Arsenal taking until the 83rd minute or whatever it was to, to fucking wake up and apply real pressure. Um, but it was a great goal for Martin Odegaard. Again, despite the deflection, I thought it was excellent. Mm -hmm. But they hit the bar three times, two times in that final few minutes as well. So it could have been a different story. I think... Uh, VAR getting involved in Gabriel Martinelli's goal is bullshit. Hmm. There is no conclusive evidence that he was offside. Oh, the, other than the fact that he's standing next to the goalie and all the other blue shirts are in front of him? Don't care. You okay. could not tell whose foot was where from the angle that they showed for VAR. And in that vein, you cannot overturn that goal. The goal was given. There is no clear and obvious evidence that he was offside. Do you do you need my documents? I've got I'm documents saying, over here for you. There's nothing. Clearly, you yeah, need the documents. Bullshit. Sure, that sure, goal should have stood. Sure thing, Alex Jones. I hear you. That goal should have stood. <laughs> that goal should have stood. All That's right. trash. All right. And I think if it did, you go into halftime, you know, and you've got a, a real chance coming out afterwards. Um, I thought it was odd playing Granite Jacket left back. Mm -hmm. um, broke up the midfield, obviously. Sambi Laconga is still young, you know, good player. And I think he'll develop further and be fine. But our strength has been our midfield. And with Partey being out, you're now changing the entire dynamic of the midfield by taking Xhaka out of it. Right. But I think, conversely, Mikel Arteta needed to send a message to Nuno Tavares, who played like shit the other day right. against Palace. 
a lot of what happened was directly a result of his issues. Oh, you mean you mean uh, left back that fancies himself a striker yeah. uh, was way too up far up the pitch? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> And that happens a lot. That happened in, in City Liverpool with Kyle Walker for that for that other goal. Mm-hmm. Players that are gifted with speed <clears throat> sometimes get lazy. Right. Sometimes cheat forward because they know they have the speed to get back. The problem is, is when you're playing against somebody like Wilfred Zaha or Eze, or in in this case Trossard or somebody who has oh they're going to make you fucking pay right because you're not as you're not faster that much faster than they are to make up that ma- that much ground in that short space of time. Right. You know, you have to be like running against Ashley Barnes to be able to make up that 15 yards. Yeah, exactly. Where they can keep up, you know, you'll only make up 2 3 yards by the time he get gets to the ball. And it's already too late. It's already too late at that point. So, I think he needed to send a message to him, I get that, but at the same token, we now had, you know, over the span of the two games, I think a 10 goal swing against Spurs for fourth so now they're leading us on goal differential as well as mm-hmm. in points so our game in hand is you have to beat them we have to we have you, to win you, now you have to go we absolutely you have, have to, to go to spurs they've got a five you i have think to they have a spurs. five goal lead on us yeah in their building you have to beat them i mean that's right. it's a tall task now. oh yeah it's a very tall task now it is they fucking figured it out mm-hmm. which is bullshit because we should have played that game a couple of weeks ago when they were still a basket case okay but so it's just annoying it's, you know what? It's fine. Tell us it's, how you really feel. How about you have a shot of Malort? No, it's Mike Dean and Neil Warnock's two. fault. And I'll t- <laughs> we are two. We are now about to be two thirds of the way to what our fans really like, which is when all three of us have to do shots of Malort in the yes. same show. Here we go. All right, up the Arsenal. We'll be fine. Yeah, hey. kids being kids. Hey, hey, Mel. No, yours is coming. Every photograph I just took of him, three in a row, his eyes are closed in all of them. I'm not retaking it. That's just what I'm sending yeah. him. Good. Well, because that's he always handles the Instagram, and whenever we do, whenever he puts a post to the Instagram, yeah. it's always him looking his best and me looking like dog shit. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. there you go. I picked the best thing that I get from her. Yeah, the tell her best to take thing, better pictures. Best thing for you is what you do. Um, she always makes me look a treat. Sorry, she doesn't do that for you. We always like to poke a jab at our boy Kenny Southampton supporter for I the I texted nine, him during a thing and shared the screenshots. <laughs> for for the nine nothing losses. This one was six nothing. This one was worse than both of the nine nothings combined because Chelsea hit three posts. Forrester made seven saves Five of them were like goal saving saves. I think, they, I think it was this, eight. This game could have been seventeen to nothing. I'm gonna look Easily it up. Easily could have been seventeen to nothing. I think it was eight saves, like good saves too. Like really good saves. It was. Chelsea had fourteen shots on target. Uh, scored the six. So, so yeah, it had eight, to be eight saves. saves. Had to be eight, eight saves. saves. Fucking. This, I mean, I mean seriously. Timo Werner scored twice. <laughs> and Havertz how, scored twice, too. So, like, but the, the thing I was going to plug, too, is Drunkard United FC mm-hmm. is our closed Facebook group where we talk all the shit. That's where we have a lot of fun. Uh, the Drunkard United um, uh, football show page is more just admin show stuff. But DUFC is where we talk all our shit. So find it, ask to join it, and we'll get you signed up. The meme um, game is strong. Yeah, the meme game is very strong. <laughs> very strong. Actually, Smokey sent me something 
that he was like, I don't know if I should share this one in the group, but I saw it and it was, it's pretty grim. <laughs> um, I'll share, I'll share it with y'all afterwards. It's Heard. it's Putin on a thing. Some I think it was League of Warsaw or somebody in Poland. One of their teams unfurled this banner, and it was basically an effigy of. Putin with a noose around his neck. Oh! And they, the stands are unloading this banner out. It's wow. Yeah, he was like, I don't know if anybody's gonna like this. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna put it up. A little much. Like, a little much. Yes, yeah, and don't. That's pretty grim. But they got some balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's some fucking balls. I, I mean, remember he did just look at Japan and go, Oh yeah, that little island up there, that's mine now. He's, he's. <laughs> yeah. So he, only a matter of time before he starts going west. <laughs> Uh, allegedly, allegedly, so allegedly. We're all so fucked. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, YouTube, Saturday. But so I texted Kenny and it, I got a screenshot too. I yeah. said, uh, could it be on the cards again? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. And he texted me back because I'm so glad I decided not to watch. And then he sent me a picture of his daughter. They were at the aquarium in Narnia. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I'm so, I'm so fucking happy I decided to do this. This is way more interesting. Watching my two-year-old look at fish is far more interesting than watching my team get just demolished. I don't know how you lose 6-0 and the best player on your team is your goalkeeper. Uh, just Should have been man of the match still. Oh my! It's it, insane. He should have been man of the match over the Chelsea <laughs> players. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. He did make more gold saving saves than actual goals in a six nothing game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, the the only thing to really say is it wasn't nine nil, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not as funny. Still pretty good, but not as funny. I also do enjoy the fact that they've lost both six and nine now. Way, way hard face. face. (laughs) Um, But Chelsea did sunset hard hands. Sunset hard hands. (laughs) Chelsea did dominate throughout the entire game, um, and they they basically just chose Southampton to exercise their demons from the last two months on. Yeah, where they they haven't played very well, uh, culminating in what was it a three one loss at Stamford Bridge? I think it was to to Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yep. And, and the four one, uh, the four one four unanswered from Brentford. From uh, Brentford, just before that, yeah, they yeah. given up seven goals in two games there. Yeah. And I think they just decided, like, fuck it, we're gonna do this. You know what I mean? We're we're gonna try to figure it out. Um, I thought it may have started the downfall of Thomas Tuchel. Honestly, those two results back to back, and then they turn around and do this. Yeah. So it, it's it's all right. <clears throat> they did pretty well. Um, I I was impressed by it. Southampton didn't do themselves any favors. They played yeah. like shit. This might be what comfortably gives them third. Yeah. This this result well, right especially here. Especially now. After yeah. Arsenal fell off a bit, everyone else seemed to lose uh, around yeah. there except because, Spurs. Because, uh, like I said at the start of the show, we were all talking about, you know, obviously the top of the table clash and the bottom of the table was really entertaining this weekend. But there's a lot going on for the spots in Europe. And going into this weekend, everybody was going... Mm, I don't know. Chelsea's right. going to be third place. Chelsea could fall out of this very quickly, especially yeah. with as well as Spurs are played at the time, minus the Palace loss, Arsenal's playing, and Wolves aren't playing bad, and West Ham's playing pretty decent. Like Chelsea could find themselves in sixth in a hurry if they're not, comfort- oh, yeah. if they're not I mean, careful. It says something that this game ends up in Oso that happened. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? how good this fucking week was. Absolutely. How good this week was. That's how so, so many fucking talking points from this weekend. Um, Really weird game with Tottenham and uh, and Villa. I mean, frankly, Tottenham did what Tottenham does, which is 
will withstand pressure, counterattack goal. Okay, withstand a ton of pressure. Like the first half after that goal, it was all one-way traffic. It was all oh, Villa. Yeah. Big time. Come out second half, another goal. Well, you, then, always, you always got the feeling that if Villa didn't take, um, if Villa didn't take advantage of of that pressure, mm-hmm. that Tottenham had the tools to destroy them. Yeah, and that's what happened. They soaked up that forty minutes of pressure because they got that goal early. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of nobody really had stretched the legs yet, um, which was unfortunate, obviously for Villa. But it, they turned it on. They didn't drop their heads. They didn't do it. They they played and played and played. They just couldn't find the breakthrough. Hugo Lloris had himself a fucking hell of a match. Oh, the he only did. person that outdid him this weekend was Fraser fucking Forrester, and he <laughs> lost 6 0. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was insane. He played so well. I mean, there was the fucking, four, he saved one that was already behind him. Four quality saves sake. in the first half that, that kept Villa out of the net. Oh, yeah. And there was lots of opportunities. It, it just felt like for Villa, at some point, they just kept kind of pushing, and it was like you almost went like, just stop. Lose two nothing. Stop. Stop pushing. It's only going to get worse. Well, and it and, got worse. It's not like even in the second half they played that bad. It was really the goals were like individual mistakes that that Tottenham just punished. They all of a sudden look like they're firing on all cylinders. Like they're a world class finishing side. Uh, Mel, I know you uh, weren't able to take in a ton of the game because no, you had a wedding, listened, but you were listening. I listened and watched the first half, and then uh, once I got to the venue. And we were already losing. I was just like, I need an update. And you were like, four, two, nothing. Nope, four, nothing. I went, you know what? I don't need to listen to this anymore. <laughs> well, that's what happened. I went and took a shit. <laughs> Villa were like down like one, nothing. It was like coming back from halftime, <sighs> quick two nil. I was yeah. like, oh man. And I was like, ooh, something's percolating. I'm going to run to the bathroom. So I did. Came back. It was four nil. And I was like, what the fuck happened? What did yeah, I miss? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even bother watching highlights or anything. I figured it's just stuff I didn't need to see. But, well, uh, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Very, whoop, whoop, everybody. We're, we're overlooking the most important thing. Son did it for the children. Son scores a hat trick for the children. The children, Melissa. The fucking children. Uh, some of those words were right. How about fuck the children up the villa? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shit. Coming in hot. Ah. There you go, producer Mel. Wow. Yeah. Fuck them kids. Fuck them snotty-nosed little brats. <laughs> all they are are germ factories, rubbing their little noses on everything. That's how we're all screwed in my house. Cameron brought something home from daycare. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. So wife was laid up all weekend. We're supposed. This was supposed to be a spa weekend away. Mm-hmm. Ends up wife laid up sick. Sam has to do all of the fucking chores. Mm-hmm. So I clean the entire house between Friday and Saturday afternoon, where we normally split that work. Right. Right? She'll take care of the yeah. kitchen. I'll do Carly the living room. Carly told me she had a great plan to get you to do the house. I didn't know that was it. Yeah. yeah. It was. Get my so, child sick so I could get sick so, so I, I can make my husband everything. do everything. Yeah. I was so annoyed. And that's where the bender started, because I did everything. She was like, if you want to go out or something, go ahead. And I was like, you know, here I come. <laughs> and then I just never stopped drinking, really. <laughs> Got home at 3 in the morning. Don't really remember it. <laughs> and then Sunday, I think I started drinking immediately after my soccer game at 1230. Yeah, it's, um, I do recall talking to you in the tub drinking a beer yeah. when I when I talked to you on the phone. I ended up drinking three beers in that same bath. <laughs> that a boy. That a boy. I didn't even finish an episode of Chicago PD. Um, you know who is in the pa- in a bath drinking fucking three beers? 
West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> they looked right past this match. They had a big really, time. really big uh, Europe, uh, Europa clash and then just yeah. looked right past they this one. And Brentford now, put it right on them. To give credit to Brentford, they were excellent. Um, Ivan, Tony, and Mbwemo, they mm-hmm. both of them were everywhere in this game. They they honestly looked like Mwepu for Brighton against us. Uh, they were everywhere in this game. Um, and, and there were many more chances to be had. I mean, Fabianski made a couple of decent saves, uh, especially from uh, Mbwemo in this one. It was it was absolutely fantastic from them. Um, again, Christian Eriksen uh, brought... I think his signing may be the signing of the season, honestly. I think the way that he balanced that midfield that defined everybody else's... It's not even necessarily what he does, but it defines everybody else's role so well that now they look like a well-oiled machine. Well, they're able... To, the midfield is able to get the ball to the attack in attacking positions. Correct. As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to them just like... Having to come back and try to get it and being isolated. Back to goal, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. put it out to the wings, cross it in. It's like... The ball's getting probed in attacking defenses, Absolutely. which is really big. But like I said, it, it was more like with, when Wisa was starting alongside Embuemo, alongside, you know, whoever else was there. I can't, honestly, I can't even remember. Norgard and a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they just looked like everybody. They Basically a team full of box-to-box midfielders. Right. That was trying to play other roles. Uh, and now with Christian Eriksen, it... it, it it gives everybody a very specific defined this is your job now right because he's here right right so it it just it allows them a, a bit of structure if you will Agreed. and they look very difficult to break down i mean they they look really good in this game great um i hate to use the term all but safe but brighton's all but safe like mm-hmm. normally there's a magic number in this league if you get to 39 points you're safe right cuz no one you mean. Uh, Brentford, I meant, yeah. Um, no one no one ever goes down with 39 points in the history of the league. So they're not there yet, but they're just about there. So I'm going to use the quote-unquote all-but-safe. Right. Know? Yeah, yeah. Solid win for the Foxes, but really it all comes down to just two things. Schmeichel played his dick off, like one of the best performances he's had in a long time. Yes. And then what the fuck was up with all that penalty at the end? So it's so... I I waited to bring up your deflected goal mm-hmm. from Anthony Gordon on Harry Maguire. Uh, deflected off Harry Maguire because it had to be him. It was written in the stars. Oh, yeah. It has to be um, Maguire. I, I waited to bring that up until now because I want to talk about Harry Maguire Jr. Obviously, him having come from Leicester. Mm-hmm. So, is Harry Maguire Jr. Yes. He's... <laughs> Got in himself into some very such a terrible year, very this year. hapless positions. Yeah, <laughs> and it all started. You remember when he kicked the fuck out of whoever it was in the goal, like mm-hmm. the last game of last season yep. or whatever it was. And it's just been it's been mm-hmm. right downhill since then. And um, especially with Turkey and the Euros, they mm-hmm. were horrendous. Yeah. So I wanted to bring <clears throat> those two things together because I think a lot of what happened was mostly his fault, giving away the penalty originally. Right. Yep. I think he was out of position, and that forced was it Tillemans that actually fouled the person, correct? Right. I think that forced Yuri Tillemans to do something that he shouldn't have needed to do. Right. One. Then he encroaches after Casper Schmeichel saves the penalty. Saves the penalty. He encroached the area, which you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. There's no. He was six yards in front of anyone else by the time he got to right. the ball. Was able to clear it away. VAR took a look, told him to retaken. 
Cash versus Michael saves again. Saves it again. <laughs> <laughs> he he saves it. They call back the penalty. He saves it again and then gets scored on. The unluckiest dickhead in the entire country last weekend. A- after after standing on his head the entire match, and it's a two nothing game. It's a throwaway game. There's no need for that goal. There's no need for that goal. The goalie deserves a shutout. This is one. A former goalie speaking. You just walk away. Go the fuck. Do you just fucking, get the fucking shut out. What the yeah. fuck is that bullshit? <laughs> I mean, so stupid. You're just angry. You're angry at everything because you know you're like, I played my fucking ass off, and this is just fucking me runs in and encroach. Then I save it again, and then it falls right to him, and he hits a fuck everybody. Like, be like, hey, we won. Be fuck all of you. I don't care. That's that's exactly. Schmeichel's like, everybody's like, three points. He's like, fuck your three points. (laughs) Shut out out of that match. Fuck you. So. uh, other than that, the positives for Leicester. Uh, obviously, Dewsbury Hall looks looks a player. Um, I think he's coming on leaps and bounds. We'll see how his kind of sophomore season goes next season. Um, but I think he's one to watch, especially with <laughs> kind of interest in, in James Madison and so, a little Tillemans. bit of murmurs in, um, in Harvey Barnes as well. Mm-hmm. And Yuri Tillemans uh, uh, is another one. So um, I think Dewsbury Hall is going to be coming into a lot of playing time here very yeah. shortly yeah and he's uh, and he's learning quickly and he's doing well he's, he's looked like he's he's a player yeah he's a player he's still young makes some mistakes but he, he gives us all and and he's got a, a bit about him he could pick a pass and yeah. he scored a goal or two um but he played uh adam lookman through very very well and what a composed finish it was excellent and then he also got the goal too right he got the second goal yes he did he absolutely did yeah. uh fantastic strike that one excellent yep all right, so uh, well, we need something witty. I don't have anything witty this time. Fuck you. Sure money. Okay. Sure money. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. I lost again. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> so did Pat. <laughs> chicken hit. Uh, the chicken did hit. So if you want to uh, use this segment to better inform yourselves about your betting strategies when you're at the old casino, listen to the fucking chicken. Yeah. It's tough. The, to the prognosticating poultry <laughs> will pick games better than we do. So now, me and Pat, though, are still in the positive, uh, I believe. But mm-hmm. Sam, I throw it over to you, my friend, to uh, tell us what you have going on this week. Um, Richie scored twice, but I still lost. So I am down $1,129. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Mr. Graham. It's a mortgage payment. percent <laughs> of the time, it works. 100% of the time. For the couple losers, I am putting in Richie scored twice, but still found a way to get Burnley'd. Um, yeah. There we go. I can't believe they scored three. And uh, for this week, I am going to do a two-game parlay betting on the bottom of the table to lose. Brentford to beat Watford and West Ham to beat Burnley at plus 355. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Actually, a little, little chip off the top there. Yeah. It's yeah. not bad. Uh, over let's, let's see you. Let's see what you got going on. Uh, Pat is actually out of town this week. He's yeah. on vacation, so I have his email pulled up. Very good. Ready to go. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. The wonderfully titled email, Magical Pooter Picks. 
<laughs> I have no idea why he wrote that. Because he's in the mag- the the land of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, but what's Pooter? Uh, computer. computer. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Two still. hours later, he gets the joke. <laughs> Either way, it's still funny. Uh, well, I lost yesterday on my two-way parlay because of a draw in the City-Liverpool match. And since I'm standing in Diagon Alley uh, in London drinking a Bottingen, uh, Boddington's, sorry, uh, I'm going to make quick picks for next week. I'm going to put $100 on North City over Manchester United at plus $1,200, $100 on Burnley over West Ham at plus 430 and $240 to win 200 on Arsenal over Southampton. You boys have a great week. Time for me to go do some wizard shit. <laughs> I figure he uh, just decided that, uh, you know, fuck you, DeSantis. I'm going to go ahead and support uh, the uh, the mouse and everything down there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly it's, his I role. What I will say, though, is you're a wizard, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grammy. What do you got? All right. So I'm still up 84 bucks despite my loss. Okay. Now, I got something here that I think is going to do. Mm-hmm. I've got Brentford over Watford, Arsenal over Southampton, and Newcastle over Leicester. Now, that's the one that's the question mark. I don't think it's much of a question because it's at Newcastle, and over the last several years, Leicester loves to, to fuck it off at there. Newcastle. Yep. And that's why I picked it. Uh, and they gave me a very generous plus 973. Okay. So I could be challenging Mr. Pat up there in the old thousand uh, thousand dollar land uh, mm-hmm. here shortly, especially if he fucks off his. He mm-hmm. put a lot of money up. Uh, by the way, Mr. Graham, I do want to uh, reinstate. I know we never officially put it down, but even with where I am and where you are, an almost twelve hundred dollar gap. Loser this season does four shots of my lord at the end of the year, throughout a show. Uh, we we doing yeah. that again like we yeah, did with yeah. the FA Cup, but we never talked about it prior to. So yeah. you just fucked it off and yeah. made me do mine. Well, but I'm gonna Got be it. a man. I'm gonna be a man and do this. And it's oh, always, but you were bitch lit before that. No, no, no. But just because just I do your shot when no, you got knocked out of the I FA just, Cup. I have confidence you're gonna four nil to Palace. I, I have confidence that you're gonna fuck off your bets. Oh no, I'm not. I'm gonna. You know what I'll start doing if you lose one more time. You know what I'll start doing then for the last six weeks. I bet Arsenal will play this weekend. <laughs> But a million dollars to win a million dollars in a cent. Uh, be the, careful. Nobody's taking be that Be careful. Path. You never can tell what might happen, though. Because <laughs> I'll pull a U and do one of those game parlays, and it'll hit, and you'll be like, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be my luck. Uh, you know, that'd be pretty great. You know what's really great? What's that? We have a chicken. Ooh. <laughs> well, kitty hit pulling down the wrong sound thing. Kitty hit with leads and six sits at 16 over 12. Mm. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's good. Better than us. Now, this week, I was checking in on the new Chicky Babies, and wouldn't you know it, the Comet, which uh, we have actually named the Comet. Oh, that's true. We have. The Comet is Abby. Right, because Abby wants all the chickens to be named Abby. Yes. Not anymore. Now it's just two chickens named Abby, but she yeah. has accepted that maybe just the Comet is the only Abby. Very good. Uh, Idea. Was, Idea. Idea. Abby. Maybe they all shouldn't be named the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Comet Abby 
jumped up on my knee and handed me the tiniest little postcard from Kitty. Well, shit. Yep, besides a list of coop etiquette uh, that Kitty needs the new girls to know before she returns. Well, you gotta be in check. I mean, Kitty does rule. You know, I looked very carefully and I saw, I had to use a magnifying glass, by the way. I saw at the bottom of the postcard a PS that said, CR7 broke my mother effing phone, so I better take Man United this week. Ah, so man, you over Norwich. Okay. Yeah, apparently, we must not have seen that on camera, but apparently he was on a tyrant. I mean, it wasn't the only phone he broke, apparently. <laughs> no, no. More on and that to come. I'm I'm guessing uh, he won't be invited to any of Kitty's tea parties anytime soon. Well, maybe maybe Kitty will be likes inv- to break shit. No. Maybe if Kitty maybe Kitty will be invited to an old game at Old Trafford because you know that fixes everything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know about that, but what I do know, it is very important to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! It is getting tighter and tighter and tighter mm-hmm. in these playoff places. Uh, Swansea beat Millwall 1-0 on Tuesday. Peterborough and Luton 1-1, uh, which has some implications there uh, at the bottom of the table. Preston beat Blackpool 1-0. Sheffield United over QPR 1-0. Reading 2-1 over Stoke, uh, which sucks for uh, our boys at Derby County, uh, which yep. is, you know, particularly annoying. On Wednesday, Fulham beat Borough 1-0. And a pretty cracking game, to be honest. I think that's Alexander Mitrovic's, like, 38th goal or some shit this yeah. season. Uh, he's on course to do some, uh, some record, I think. Um, West Brom... Finally won a game. Beat Bournemouth 2-0. Uh, and then Nottingham Forest took out Coventry 2-0. On Saturday, Sheffield United and Bournemouth drew 0-0. Blackpool and Blackburn 1-1. Peterborough, another draw for the posh. Uh, Hull and Borough uh, finished 1-0 to Hull. Millwall got back to winning ways 4-1 over Barnsley. Nottingham Forest 2-0 over Birmingham. Uh, City, Preston North End beat QPR 2-1. So not great for QPR uh, heading into this. Reading lost to Cardiff 2-1. Darby, though, could not beat Swansea, and they ended up mm-hmm. falling 2-1, which fucking sucks. On a penalty that apparently um, um, uh, Rooney, after the match, got in some trouble for uh, saying that the ref got it completely wrong and that the ref should be banned from football. <laughs> banned from forever. Banned from football forever. No Fuck football him. for you. <laughs> Typically Exiled. not good to talk about the officiating. That's normally going to get, even if you go, ah, I didn't agree with the ref's call, they give you a fine. <laughs> when you say you should be banned from football, somebody might be seeing a sanction or a suspension. Well, exile him. Like, what, what does he want him to do? <laughs> Put him in the town square. In the, what are the, what's that thing called? Shame. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Make him wear a scarlet R. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, and then Stoke beat West Brom 3-1 as they continue their slide on Sunday. Coventry actually beat Fulham 3-1. Mm-hmm, I saw so that one. So this is where Fulham has decided they've already won the league and decided to fuck <laughs> everything off. I still got a 10-point lead. Yeah. Huddersfield 2-0 over Luton on Monday. That leaves you with Fulham on 83 points uh, in first place. Bournemouth in second on 73. Huddersfield in third on 69. Forest in fourth now. On 67 points and a plus 25 goal differential. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Steve Koppel, I think is his name, right? He's got them playing very fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <clears throat> I would love to see Forrest back in the Premier League, honestly. 
It would be good. It would be great. Yeah. I think really I think great. it'd be a lot of fun. Them, um, them, or I know Blackburn's kind of slipped out of it a little, but those are the two teams I'm. Yeah, but they're, for. they're still they're still right involved. And yeah. Forest actually have two games in hand on Huddersfield still. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth actually, Forest could catch Bournemouth. Yeah, they're they're both on the same number of games, but there's only a six point gap there. Yeah, man, uh, Luton is in fifth place. Sheffield United in sixth, rounding out the playoff places. Both of those teams are on sixty five points. Same number of games as those two is Blackburn now in seventh place on sixty three. Middlesbrough is still in with a shout. They've only played forty games, so they do have a game in hand. They're on sixty two, uh, and have. Not as good of a goal differential as the two occupying the playoff places, but they're only two behind. So if they win 2-0 or better, they'll find themselves in the playoff spots instead yeah. should they win that game in yep. hand. Absolutely. Uh, you got Millwall, a eh, little outside chance at 61 points in ninth. Coventry, 59. QPR, 59. West Brom, 57. In one of the most spectacular championship slides ever yeah. recorded. Because remember, they were second place forever. Yeah. Second and cruising. Yeah, and then they fired their manager and brought in Steve Bruce. And it is gone. Why would you do that? Um, yeah, Peterborough is still bottom of the league on 28 points, but they are now tied with Darby County on 28 as well. Uh, played the same number of games. Barnsley have a game in hand on them, uh, having only played 40, um, but they have 29 points, so they're still in 22nd. And Reading now with a nine-point lead. Uh, uh, well, eight points on Barnsley, um, but specifically to Darby, it's a nine-point Thinking it's uh, too gap. little, too late for Darby. So do I. And and without the points deduction, I do want to mention. I always like to do this. Um, they have twelve wins, thirteen draws, sixteen losses. So it's thirty six uh, points from wins. So that'd be forty nine points, which would be good enough to be tied with Cardiff. Actually, have a better goal differential, so they wouldn't be tied with Cardiff. They would be in sole possession of seventeenth place. Yeah. Uh, if they didn't have that points deduction, which is a real, real shame. Yeah, hell of a note. All right, well, that's going to... Wayne Rooney's done such a good job there. I wonder if he's going to go down with them to League One to try to get him back up. I don't know. Um, if it doesn't work, that's yeah. a problem for his stock, I think. Yeah, yeah I think... So it, I think it, it, if they do get relegated, there'd be no no shame in jumping ship at this point. Yeah, agreed. Um, To protect his own yeah. managerial brand. Yeah, agree. Agree. Um, Everton's going to need a coach. Hurt. Uh, hey, the only time, only only time we uh, win trophies is when it's a uh, former Everton player managing. Well, fair enough. And we've won a lot of trophies, so there is an opportunity to win there. Yeah. yeah well, let's get him trained up. There you let's, go. Let's get him certified first. He needs to have his, you know, his paperwork, which he does not still have. So we need to take care of that first. And right. It's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. And it references that lovely pink bear that you have over your uh, your left shoulder. That, if you don't know, is the D-back bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you just joining us for the first time, uh, we have a motto here on the show, um, and it's don't be a C-word. Okay, yep. um, We are submitting the show for an awards thing, so mm-hmm. we're not going to say said C-word, even though we usually do. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, So you will get the little bit of an edited version here. But basically, if you wake up in your daily life with the sole purpose of not being a C-word... Usually things turn out okay for you. Yeah. You so be when okay. people are C words, we like to point out the fact that they're C words and make sure they know. The D back bear. Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> what are you doing? Smashing a child's phone. No 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 no. Not just a child's. It's a fourteen year old, so a teenager who's autistic. Oh. Makes it worse. His first live Everton oh, match. Oh, Jesus ever. Christ. 
What are you doing? All the kid was doing was taking his camera because Ronaldo had pulled off his shin guard and pointed at his shin where he had, you know... Stud marks. Right, yeah, yeah. which, by the way, asshole, wear bigger fucking shin well, pads. It, you know? It's just part of it. Part, part of the game, cares. right? But, yeah. but, but he wants to be like, oh, I got hurt, so that's why we didn't win. And the kid, all he did was take his camera and point it down towards his shin to get a look at it. And what happens? Ronaldo smacked it out of his hand. Uh, hard. Yeah, out and of it his fucking hand. broke. I mean, left the kid a bruised hand, too. <laughs> oh, did he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know that part of oh, it. Oh, yeah. The that mother makes was... it 10 times worse. <laughs> oh, you yeah. hit an autistic child. And bruised his hand. And then You're the, the most audacity. famous player in the say, world. The what's, audacity. What's the bigger dick move? Doing that or. The audacity of the apology, which was. Very well scripted and mechanical. Oh my right. gosh! PR the, wrote it for him. Uh huh. The apology no. offered the kid tickets to Old Trafford to see a Manchester United game. He's, He's an Everton supporter. <laughs> what? Cheers, man! I don't want to fucking go there. He's an Everton supporter. Hasn't he suffered enough? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He has to go watch that draw in a town forty-five minutes away. Uh, the least you can do. I don't know. Buy the phone! Exactly! Buy the phone! <laughs> you have I a mean, supercar collection that cost $700 million. The bare minimum you can do is buy, buy the, the phone. fucking kid a phone. Buy the phone! It's probably hard to get in touch with him since you broke his phone. Sign, <laughs> sign a jersey, sign some cleats, send them to the kid, tell mom to eBay them, and get fucking paid. Like... Jesus, like, well, that's what he did for the kid in Madrid that had cancer. Just, I, the, a family wrote him, like, "Hey, my kid has cancer. We can't pay for the surgery. Any way you can help?" He sent in like seven signed shirts with certificates of authenticity, a couple of pairs of signed boots. They sold for over one hundred seventy-five thousand euro, and the kid got his surgery paid for and still had like thirty thousand euro left over. Here, he offers free tickets that are free to him. He offers free tickets to a supporter of a different club. Who's autistic for a phone that he broke? Just hand the kid 200 quid. I'm you looking, have in your asshole. Just pull D, out 200 quid and give it to him. D back. I'm looking to D see D if there's been any change. Like, has he come back and said, oh, my bad, that was a dick offer? But no, there's been no update except the uh, hey. police are getting involved. Hey, Good. Hey. Yeah, because it's fucking, it's, it's criminal shit. Say, I mean, hey, that say, was an assault. Say, Sam, your head hurt? How about a it's, pair of tickets to Old Trafford? Hey, Mel, is, is your yeah. leg, a, leg a little cramped? Yeah, it hurts. How, how, how about a couple of tickets to Old Trafford? Oh, my God. <laughs> Mel, Apparently, that's going to solve everything now. It's like, what? Africa, children are hungry. A couple of tickets to Old Trafford. <laughs> Harry Maguire can fix it all. Harry Maguire's face I like the everything. Thought, <laughs> I like the thought process there. Africa, comma, children are hungry. That's a sentence I never thought you'd say. <laughs> Fucking weird. Here we go. You know what? Ronaldo, Ronaldo, smacking kid out of smacking phone out of kid's hand. Pitcher, Harry Maguire pointed at things, pointed at a pair of tickets to Old Trafford. This is stupid. He's a supporter of a different club. <laughs> That's like Harry Kane kicks me in the balls and Lucas Moore offers me tickets to Spurs. I don't want to fucking go. I want 30,000 pounds for you assaulting me, you guy. I can't say it. Oh, there we go. It's so stupid. You, you unconscientious person. That's what you meant to say, right? Yeah. 
I didn't say it. I didn't finish the word. Unconscientious. All right. That's going to wrap it up, <laughs> so boys and dumb. girls. Next up is injury time, where we uh, review the beers we've been drinking. We talk about our adopted clubs, which one of them, some bad mojo went down for this weekend. Yes. The other Catholic team in Scotland did no do so good. We got some bad Ooh. stuff that happened. And we also preview the weekend's action, including the FA Cup semifinals as well. Ooh. Should one want to check out our injury time, Sam, how did they go about doing it? Well, it all hinged on you having a still working phone. <laughs> <laughs> but you just log on to that phone that Cristiano Ronaldo didn't break, and you go to patreon.com backslash do football show and sign up to that one beautiful, very simple, easy $5 tier, and you get both sound check and injury time, which are two extra shows, as well as throughout the year peppered in some uh, pretty cool extra stuff as well. Um, and lastly, some swag. Make sure you get the swag on all the social medias. Uh, in the bios, we have the um, DU Drip Shack uh, link set up, so you're very easy to just find us at DU Football Show, uh, or just email us, and we can email you the link, Show at gmail.com, if that's what you want. So um, make sure you support the show. It helps keep the lights on. helps keep us moving. We are an award-winning show, even if there is a conspiracy against us. <laughs> you know, Sam... It's no pair of tickets to Old Trafford, but I do love doing the show with you every week. <laughs> so do I. Till next week, everybody. I should smack your camera right off the fucking table right now, <laughs> but I, <laughs> there's two bottles of whiskey it would take out also, so I'll refrain. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!